The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. Nine minutes after seven. I was talking an hour ago about how I spent probably two, three hours in the uh, flower beds uh, yesterday pulling popweed. Not trying to, because you don't want to just whack them, because you whack them, the seeds just spread everywhere. So I'm pulling all this popweed everywhere. I have never seen a year like this for popweed. And then Bob Shan of Medford sends me an email this morning. He says, Bill, don't smoke them. Eat them. Apparently, popweed is edible. Really, popweed salad. Handmade Gardens at the PDX Handmade is, actually has recipes for popweed salad. You know something, Bob? Even if they are, even if they are edible, I still don't want to get down on my knees for two or three hours and pull popweed salad. I just don't know how much, uh, how many calories I'm getting out of that, but... Uh, but uh, point well taken. I appreciate you uh, your writing, okay? I love that. So instead of uh, killing it, just to have it for salads. I imagine there's a lot of other weeds out there, including the dandelions you can make salad with, uh, too. I know that. It's a 10 after 7. All right. Now, then, um, here to protect you from the rampant inflation. And inflation, even though they're talking about it going down, the rate of inflation, the increase is going down. It's not disinflation. Disinflation doesn't mean that we're getting deflation, all right? Which means that a lot of those insurance costs, oh my goodness, they are sticky. Car companies uh, doubling rates sometimes in a year, you know, car insurance and places like that. Uh, if you're trying to get home and fire coverage, if you're living out in a rural area, it can be really, really tough. You need a friend that's ready to go to bad and go to work for you. And that would be Steve Yancey at Sky Park Insurance. Steve's number is 261-5444. And he has helped so many KMED and KCMD listeners find uh, more affordable coverage. And in some cases, when it comes to the fire, sometimes it's just, hey, can you get coverage in the uh, rural lands? But he works it for you. He's not just one company. It's many, many different companies that he works with to try to find the best deal. I've saved hundreds over the years. Give him a shot, 261-5444, 261-5444. And all you have to do is just to say, this is what I need. He goes to work, he'll give you a quote, and maybe he can get you a better deal. And if he can't, great. And if you already have a great deal and it's the best you can do, well, at least you know. You tried, right? But uh, skyparkins.com, 261-5444. At Skypark. We make insurance easy. This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is proudly sponsored by Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main Street in Phoenix. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. Nobody's taking away anybody's gun. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. I certainly hope so. It's time we do the same. Banned assault weapons. Now call on the United States Congress to ban assault rifles. Bingo. You're right if you have an assault weapon. The fact of the matter is they should be illegal, period. This year's election comes with a lot of uncertainty. Politicians want to take your firearms. This message paid for by Good Guys Guns. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Here's the history of Joe Biden. He's one of these people that he's describing. He didn't serve with them. He partnered with them. He partnered with the former Klansmen. And between the two of them, they tried to stop the integration of public schools in America. And for any Republican running for office that came out, what do you think the reaction from the mob, the media, would ever be? The only one that brought it up in 2020, besides me, and maybe a few others, uh, was, uh, of all people, Kamala Harris in a debate and said, I was that, that girl. I was that person. 
He didn't want integration of public schools. He said his words, he didn't want them to become racial jungles. Wow. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. Hey, you can give your home a new look this year with premium custom window treatments from our friends at Blinds.com. Right now, you save 40% off site-wide. Now, you can choose from Roman and woven wood shades and shutters, my favorite, their motorized options, and much, much more. It's all 100% online, the better way to shop. No pushy commission salespeople in your home. Blinds.com, they make it simple, simple, easy, easy. Anyway, you can do the measuring, the installation yourself, or you can let Blinds.com handle all of it for you. No matter how many window coverings or window treatments you have, you only pay one low installation cost, whether it's one or 50. How cool is that? And forget about going through a long, boring, monotonous in-home consultation just to get a quote. Blinds.com also gives you free shipping and the best part, 100% satisfaction guarantee. What does that mean? If you're not happy, they will make it right. Anyway, shop Blinds.com right now. Save 40% off site-wide, 40% off for limited time at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Bill Myers Show is on 106.3 KMED and 99.3 KCMD. Quarter after seven, Mr. Outdoors is back. Greg Roberts, roadweather.com. How you doing, Greg? Welcome back. Good to have you on. Doing good. Um, oh, by oh, by the way, before we uh, go though, I have to mention though, Outdoor Report sponsored uh, usually every Friday. Do we go back to Friday this week, or is it next Friday or next week? No, actually, we're still we're two weeks away from going back. To, uh, well, we got that Clemens show the fifteenth through the seventeenth, so it'll be the week of the eighteenth of March. We uh, go back to Friday. Okay, all right, fair enough. Just wanted to uh, double check, but. Uh, the uh, Outdoor Report, sponsored by Oregon Truck and Auto Authority, driven by Linex on Airway Drive in Bedford. Greg Roberts, of course, uh, RogueWeather.com. And uh, we're on Monday for the next few weeks because of uh, Greg going out and doing all these outdoors and sportsman shows, like the one that was at the Jackson County Expo over the weekend. And you had a Bigfoot Summit, and everyone's got there and talking. And why don't you report what's going on here, huh? I know we don't have quote unquote a ratings book for radio in Medford anymore, but <laughs> yeah, you and I doing this thing, it's a hit. I mean, oh, good. so many people coming up and going, boy, I sure know the voice. Now I get to see the face. They go, yeah, and now you know why, because of this face, I do website and radio. So, um, <laughs> you know, and then everybody, you know, that perception is reality thing. I hear you every day on with Bill Meyer. I love listening to you guys. I kind of don't like that it got mixed up, and I don't hear you on Fridays. You know those kind of comments, right? But, you know, um, it's, it's like, just it's just temporary. You'll be back on Fridays very soon. That's all. Yeah, and you know, again, it just kind of reminds me of way back in 2012 when this all first started. It was kind of well. I wonder how this was going to go over. Well. Pretty clearly, it went over extremely well. So thank you to everybody who keeps listening to us. Thank you for everybody who came by and said, love listening to you guys. We love you guys, too, and we appreciate you. So, um, you know, that's that's part of why we do what we do and how we do it. We want to make sure that everybody keeps loving it and keeps listening. And, 
you know, Bill and I, we just we find ways to keep this thing rolling. We want to thank Oregon Truck and Auto Authority for stepping up to make sure that it does. And yeah, it's just it's a tremendous amount of fun to do. All right. So let us dig into the latest Bigfoot Summit. This is a very mm. interesting story. You're telling me there's a well, there is an interesting person who dropped by from Joe County about this, right? Yeah. Can't wait. You know, in in Eugene and Roseburg, we we had had some pretty good stories. We'd seen some pretty good pics and videos, but Medford turned out to be the best of them so far. And I honestly don't know how we're going to top what we had happen here in Medford. But um, we did the Bigfoot Town Hall. Um, you know, lower turnout than what we had last year. But then again, in general, I think due to the weather, the entire show had lower turnout. But anyway. It, so, well, I know that it's generally speaking, the worse the weather is, the more people are going to go to the show is usually what happens. Exactly, right? which is why we're all kind of overjoyed to already see that we're going to have rain <laughs> in uh, Northern California next weekend because that should get us a very good turnout for the show down there. But anyway. We're doing our presentation, and you know now we're at the point where we're asking people to share their experiences or ask their questions. And this guy and his son are there, and the guy had just heard Scott talking about how Bigfoot is represented by Native Americans and the early humans here in North America on the glyphs. And he goes, well, he goes, well, take a look at this picture that we got. And as soon as I looked at the picture, the first thing I see, yeah, of course, is his son by these trees that he said these had been pushed down. They're not in a spot where you get equipment and pull them down. They're not taken down by the wind. He said these very clearly had been pushed down. And his son is standing there by these trees, but to the left and in the trees, open enough that you could really see it. There is this outline with shoulders ahead that even you can determine a sagittal crest looking at it, and you definitely could see arms. And Scott and I both look at it, and the second we look at it, we go, that's a Bigfoot. And this guy's like, yeah, that's kind of what we were thinking. And anyway, we kind of showed everybody that we could. We showed them the picture, and I said, Notice the similarity between how that thing is standing there, how it looks, and everything Scott had just got done showing us. And the people who saw it, they were like, yeah, we can see it. Here's the thing. If I posted this on the KMED um, you know, pages mm-hmm. and website, I guarantee you skeptics are going to go, that doesn't show anything. But it, no, does it show it super clear? No. But the outline is totally unmistakable, and this is one of the better pictures that I have seen of that type because at least you really can see something. This isn't your usual, quote-unquote, blob squatch. Have you uh, shared this on uh, RogueBrother.com at all? Or? No. No. Okay. Is there a chance that uh, maybe Actually, they – would they consider submitting the photo for forensic analysis? And the only reason I bring this up is that um, – you know, with uh, with Photoshop and various other photo editing, it makes us yeah, less trustworthy. This was absolutely not photoshopped. Okay, and and I think it there's, would be helpful to trees do that. In front of this thing, 
also in such a way, there's other things. This definitely was not a Photoshop. There's no way that anybody who saw it would look at it and say, that's a Photoshop. Okay. Well, you know, like a lot of things that we run into doing investigation of incidents like this, he's not 100% sure yet that he even wants the photo released to public view. Oh, so and he didn't he, give it to you then? Scott and I were the first ones he had shown this to. Oh. That were, quote, experts. Okay. Interesting. Well, that uh, stands it in good stead. We'll just see. Yes. It, it would be interesting, though, if he would consider uh, submitting that to some scientific analysis, and, and even if it's anonymous, you know, for the time being. Yeah. Just, and, just, you know, I, it, I always leave it up to people to decide what they want to do when they have stuff like this. I am hoping he does that. We did discuss his options. He brought it more to get other people to say 100% what he thought he had. Yeah. And his timing couldn't have been better because, like I said, Scott had just got done showing examples of how Native peoples and early humans depicted Bigfoot. And then he's got this photo that shows something right there almost identical to what Scott had just got done showing people. You know what I find really interesting about you know what I find interesting about this? I I, I just had a flash that uh, it comes in here. I wonder, and, and this is just me just uh, spitballing with you on a Monday morning after your long weekend of work out there at the show, you know, you imagine you're kind of yeah. you're a little bit tired here. I wonder yeah, a little and a little voice worn. Yeah, yeah. I wonder though if uh if FedGov with its uh, amazing array of global satellites and the ability to look at stuff on the ground. I, I wonder if uh, if FedGov has ever actually uh, taken a look and actually seen any of this going on. Well, I'll tell Do you, you a that? story. While it's not Bigfoot-related, mm-hmm. um, a friend of mine that I went to high school with is a supervisor for ODOT down here in southwest Oregon, mm-hmm. and he was talking about the incident over on Highway 138, and I can't remember if it was... 22, I want to say it was 22, maybe it was 21. Anyway, mm-hmm. Wolf Pup gets hit and killed on Highway 138, and he was on duty that night, so he gets over there to help block the area, and then OSP and ODF&W show up, and the guys from ODF&W, the person who had struck the Wolf Pup, you know, he, he had a phone, and they were marking the GPS coordinates, and he was talking about how these guys were talking, and all of a sudden they go, hey, wait a minute, take a look at this. And he said, they showed us an image from the satellite of all of us standing around looking at the wolf. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at, right? Exactly. Huh. Now, we have been told, and when I say we, those of us who were involved in wolf committees and working with the agencies, there were a lot of things they would tell us that, uh, well, we're not going to go into detail on everything that we have Mm -hmm. for doing surveillance and stuff, but never mind, they'll show up at an incident like that and reveal it to John Q. Public. Well, I just hope that the next time I go out in the forest and I'm, you know, up at Wrangell or something like that and, uh, and urinating outside that I'm not, uh, mailed a ticket by the feds, you know, from, uh, Uh, 
probably not going to get mailed a ticket, but somebody <laughs> somewhere might be watching and going, oh, great, another guy doing this again. Hmm. But, yeah, there there's all kinds of surveillance going on that um, most people don't know about and in, within that group don't want to know about, don't want to think about. But, yeah, it's out there and it's happening. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move along forward here. I'm almost out of time, and I, I don't want I don't want to skip on what we're going to be looking at here as far as the outdoors and the climate this week. We're not going to see that much snow, I imagine, in the valley, but we could see some, right? Is that uh, what we're looking at? Um, yeah, and I said this throughout the weekend. It's going to be more a case of overnight tonight into mm-hmm. tomorrow morning. It's probably just going to be snowflakes in the air. You start moving out in outlying areas, especially colder ones. Yeah, we may see an inch or two in places like Rogue River and uh, Weimar and out in the Illinois Valley. The prospect would probably see uh, dusting too, right? Some snow up there. Huh? Prospect, places like Prospect? No, Prospect, in fact, they kind of um, moved the winter storm warning down a little bit, and I found out this is what triggered the cell phone alerts yesterday. They put um, winter storm warning in effect for places like Butte Falls, Prospect, Mm -hmm. um, Highway 227 between Tiller and Trail, and they're saying for, you know, four to maybe as much as eight inches of snow there. Oh, okay. So some real snow could be hitting those areas, those yeah. communities. Yeah. Okay, got it. All right, more than just and an inch or we two. May, and if you've got it at 227, then we have to start keeping an eye on what's going to happen on the quad passes north of Grants Pass to Canyonville because there's a possibility there could be snow impact up there as well. All right, very good. And as far as next weekend, are we still looking at wintry conditions hanging on, uh, you know, this kind yes. of uh, break from spring? Or what are we looking at long yeah. term? and Medford National Weather Service put out a timeline of expected events yesterday. I've shared it on the Rogue Weather Facebook page. And for next weekend, more snow for the mountains and another potential for valley floor-level snow. Okay. I'm glad to hear that, though. That's good. I, you know, anything that could kind of add to some... Summertime water source, I, I'm good with that. If we can get a few, yeah, and few more honestly, feet. Honestly, taking a look now fairly deep into March because we can on those 14-day um, and three- and four-week outlooks, it's looking like, yeah, the groundhog had it dead wrong because there, you know, we had our flirt with spring here, you know, over the weekend. Um, there is nothing that looks even remotely spring-like coming at us in the extended and of course meteorological spring will start on friday on march 1st mm-hmm. so march coming in like a lion instead of a lamb right yep all right the classic march coming in like a lion exactly all right very good hey greg always appreciate the uh, take on it and enjoy your mm-hmm. next uh, what your next uh, sportsman show is that going to be k falls or a different one this upcoming no, weekend um, we got reading coming up this Redding. week they give us a finish in Klamath. Real quick, I do want to say this. You have a devoted listener. We have a devoted listener who owns a landlocked property in the Applegate. He's completely surrounded by Rogue River Siskiyou National Forest. Mm-hmm. They have ongoing activity. They are giving me permission to come and get on their property. And I'm working with the guys at Ron and Camera Systems. We may wind up deploying thermal game cams there. Oh, Okay, so he, but he's landlocked. How does he get in there? 
I'm literally off the Forest Service roads, meaning the property oh. is landlocked. It's completely surrounded by Rogue River Siskiyou National Forest, except for his parcel. All right. And well, he's not the only one like that. You start driving around in the Applegate, you go up uh, the Wagner Road, twenty, mm-hmm. the twenty road out of Talent. There are landlocked properties up there. Okay. Very good. And uh, what are you hoping to learn from this? Well, he's got an area with ongoing activity that does not get a whole lot of disturbance from outsiders. And he and his wife live up there, and you've got a um, habituation situation going on. They know they're there. The people know they are there. And so, you know, me showing up may or may not be that big a disruptor. But if I can start leaving things like those game cams out. Oh, you're speaking of a Bigfoot, a Bigfoot cam. You're talking Bigfoot, right? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, okay. See, but I'm also talking about being able to put things out in a place. I don't have to worry about somebody else coming and stealing them. Ah, got it. Now I get it. I I get the reason. Well, I really look forward to learning more about that and uh, we'll talk about it next Monday. Okay. Thanks. You got it, Bill. Greg Roberts at rogueweather.com. It's a 7.30 outdoor report sponsored by Oregon Truck and Auto Authority, driven by Linex on Airway Drive in Medford. Choosing a company to drill your well is a major decision. You have a lot to consider. Experience, reputation, equipment, price, and most importantly, the finished project. Clouser Drilling stands behind their work and guarantees materials and workmanship. Quality and integrity has helped Clouser Drilling grow to be one of the largest drilling companies in the state. They provide the best overall value and make sure the job is done right. Competent and capable. That's Clouser Drilling. Call today for a free written estimate, 476-7795. Visit clouserdrilling.com. Did you know that the average public university student borrows $32,880 for their bachelor's degree? Many borrowers list student debt as the main barrier to buying a home, starting a business, or even retiring from their jobs. Are student loans keeping you from other goals? Between different payment plans, types of cancellation, and tax implications, we know that student debt can be confusing. Don't let that confusion keep you from addressing your debt. Our website offers resources, including frequently asked questions, links to other sites, and tips for avoiding scams. The site is updated by the Student Loan Ombuds, who also receives and attempts to resolve complaints about servicers or other issues with student loans. Take control of your financial future by addressing your student debt today. Visit the Division of Financial Regulations Student Loan Help Site at dfr.oregon.gov or call the Student Loan Ombuds at 888-877-4894. This message brought to you by the Oregon Division of Financial Regulation, the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Saving big, I can dig on just the things I need. Oregon E-Deals has saved the Rogue Valley truckloads of money over the years on things you buy and use often. All Beauty Mark Salon certificates are half off. Also, save big on Diner 62, Malello's Coffee, and Freddy's Diner. This and much more available exclusively at OregonEDeals.com. I'm hooked on OregonEDeals.com. I'm saving big. This is the Bill Myers Show on 106.3 KMED and 99.3 KCMD. 7.32, and we're going to break for the rest of the NBC5 update, and then we're going to talk with State Representative, uh, State Representative, rather, uh, Kim Wallen. And there's a lot of um, of uh, pushes to reform Measure 110, recriminalize uh, street drugs to a certain extent, Ben. I'm just kind of curious where it is because it seems like the counties are being 
put on the hook for it to an extent. We'll see what Kim has to say about that. Also, this talk about the campaign finance reform. That and more coming up. Uh, Dr. Dennis Powers will also be joining me where past meets present after 8 o'clock. That's always a good talk. You don't need injections to lose weight. I promise. The FDA is even sending out warnings cautioning people to stop. Emergency room visits are spiraling upward. People are getting sick with some of them ending up in a hospital and getting surgery. Shots are not a good idea. What you need is a diet that works, and Plan Z is your natural alternative. The ZR50 Crave Control Spray is patented, all natural, and gives you everything you need to stick to a diet. No drugs, no hormones, and it's fast. Losing 31 pounds in just 50 days is pretty impressive. We give you tasty recipes to give you satisfaction from eating. The shots cut your appetite and even your interest in food. That's not healthy. What you need is real food, good food, and you need to learn how to keep the weight off once it's gone. Plan Z is all that, and it sure is a lot less expensive than injections. Check out PlanZDiet.com because you deserve a better diet. PlanZDiet.com. KMED, KCMD News, sponsored by Millette Construction, specializing in foundation repair and replacement. Get on solid ground by visiting MilletConstruction.com. Good morning. I'm Marcus Veal with your MC5 morning news update. A group of Medford residents are advocating for military aid to Ukraine. East Medford Supports Ukraine is a grassroots group started by Medford local Stephen Brown. Brown and his neighbor, Priscilla Dean, have collected a few dozen signatures on a petition expressing their support for military aid to Ukraine. They plan to deliver their petition along with a written letter to U.S. Congressman Cliff Bentz's office today. They're asking for his support of a bill to fund foreign aid to Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan. Brown and Dean say they've gained many supporters in the week since they've started. They believe this to be bipartisan cost and hope to collect more signatures. The Grants Pass and Josephine County Chamber of Commerce Awards Banquet was held at the Boys and Girls Club of the Rogue Valley Friday night. The banquet was not only in celebration of success in business and community partners, but also the Chamber's own 100th anniversary. Guests were invited to come to socialize and eat at the club from 6 to 9 p.m. Award winners include Melissa Vieira for Community Spirit, Mark Stutzman for Person of the Year, Nick Alexander for Rising Star, Project Youth Plus for Fostering a Legacy for the Future, and more. You can check out the full list of award winners on our website. For local news anytime, you can enter our website, kbi5.com, or to our Facebook page. And for NBC5 News, I'm Marcus Villa. Have a fabulous start to your week. This hour of The Bill Meyer Show is proudly sponsored by Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros and Full Service Auto Repair. Hi, it's Jolene at Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros. If you're wondering about the condition of your tires, stop in and we'll check your tread level and give you an honest assessment on wear and your ability to navigate wet, slick roads. And if you need new tires... Phoenix Auto Center has a great selection of top brands like General, Hercules, Cooper, Continental, Falcon, Mastercraft, BF Goodrich, and more. For the best tire prices and service, see your local family-owned Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main in Phoenix. Your smile is the key to your health and confidence. Do you know that it is possible in a single day to replace a mouthful of bad teeth or ill-fitting dentures with a beautiful implant-supported smile? For so many of my patients, this has been a life-changing experience. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Johnson of Dental Excellence. I met a man in my office who came for a free consultation. He said to me, 
Dr. Johnson, I quit going out to eat with my friends. I cover my mouth when I smile. I don't laugh out loud like I used to. I'm tired of all the denture adhesive and not tasting my food. Can you or someone you know relate to this man's story? I'm here to tell you that dental implants can solve your problems and give you a great reason to smile. Start now to regain your health and confidence. Come meet me and my amazing team. The consultation is free. Call 541-779-6170 or visit MedfordDentalExcellence.com. Dental Excellence. Changing lives one smile at a time. If you're remodeling your house, start with the foundation. Millette Construction offers a no-pressure, thorough inspection of your home's foundation and a no-obligation estimate if your house needs work. The foundation is most important because all the repairs and upgrades you're planning from the floors, windows, doors, cabinets, even the roof can be affected if your foundation is unstable. Be sure you're on solid ground. Millette Construction will level your house and correct the shifting soil problem. Visit MilletteConstruction.com. Hi, I'm Randy with Diner 62, and I'm on KMED and KCMD. State Representative Kim Wallen, District 6, Medford, Minority Whip. How you doing, Kim? Welcome back. I'm good. Good morning. You know, I love that term, you know, whip. And the whip, I mean, it, where did, did that term it come from like the old days of uh, like horse and buggy in which you would take the whip and you're essentially whipping your colleagues into, you know, getting him in line? Where did that come from? Do you ever know that? Or talk about that. I think it. I think it does come from that. And even in the minority, you wouldn't think that you would need a whip or someone to whip votes. But um, there's a lot of vote counting that goes on, even when you're in the minority. And there's a lot of the the whip really does need to understand that people might say one thing, but they're going to do another thing when they actually have to vote. And there's a lot. I spend a lot of time thinking about my different caucus members and counting votes. And I also keep the queue in caucus. So if somebody, if there's, if people all want to speak at once, there has to be some order brought to that. So yeah. I'm the one that does that. And I would also imagine that uh, you're not going to really move forward on anything until you really kind of have knowledge of where it's going to go, right? You're not just going to, oh, let's just take a vote and find out what happens, right? That's not the way it really works in Salem. Correct. Every now and then, every now and then, but it's rare that you don't know the outcome beforehand. Okay. Now, a couple of stories that I wanted to uh, dig in with you because there are really two issues that are in play right now. And we have a little less than uh, than two weeks before the session signy dies on the 10th. And uh, one of them, Measure 110 Reform, and the news kind of broke late last week that there was a, a structure that was more or less agreed to, and it appears to really weigh in on what the counties are willing to do. Could you help us understand what this means for trying to get some order back in and getting some people into drug treatment rather than just, uh, well, leaving the Measure 10, uh, 110 status quo, which nobody wants, I don't think. Right. There were four what I would consider to be non-negotiables, and the Democrats, in my opinion, moved our way on all four of them. So Hmm. here they were. It had to be a crime again. It had to have 180 days in jail as the the top-line amount of time in jail, not 30 days. We had to have what we call the Hubble fix, which was a Supreme Court case that made it very difficult for us to go after drug dealers. We had to have that. And, of course, whenever I say there's four things, I always forget the fourth. Oh, no, the fourth one was 
that the officer had to have complete discretion about whether to arrest or offer the opportunity of what we're calling deflection, which is a stupid name, but it means a pre-booking diversion. Oh, So okay. So, so that's where we landed. The thing is, if it's a crime, which it is now, and it had to be a high enough level crime that there would be a governmental interest in the officer stopping the person. Because a C misdemeanor is not a strong enough penalty. It's not even worth the time for a cop to get involved, right? It's not. Correct. Okay. Correct. So we had to have that. So now once we have governmental interest, now we also, and a crime, we have the ability to search. And once you can search, you might find evidence of many more crimes. And that's where this officer discretion and the agency discretion, so the county sheriff and the county's jail and the county's ability to stand up the mental health services and the diversion deflection program, that's why it's actually a good thing that it's uh, the county district attorney setting up the proper systems within their structure, the judges, you might have a drug court set up again. So having it at the counties was actually that local control, that discretion that we were looking for. So I was a little concerned when I was interpreting the news reporting on it as uh, hanging it on the uh, around the neck of the counties. But you're saying it's actually a good thing that it's being designed this way. So, all right. OK. Yeah. So, yep. Well, yep. That way, you know what? In Jackson County, we can clean things up. And if Multnomah County wants to leave it the way it is, they have discretion. All right. So Jackson and Josephine County could actually have some effect on the uh, on the street drug use. That's a good thing. Now, does it yeah. do anything as far as um, encouraging or enabling the construction of treatment centers? Because you have even said, I think last week, that you could repeal Measure One Ten today, and the treatment centers don't exist. It just doesn't happen right yeah. now. It's not there. Correct. There are actually, there's a list of what we're considering shovel-ready projects. There actually are two in Jackson County, and those at the moment are on a funding list. You know, anything could change at any time, but at the moment, my understanding is those are on a funding list, and they so they won't be immediate, but it'll be pretty quick. Um, I have confidence that once the incentive, once the crime is there, that things are going to start happening. It won't be overnight. It won't. But I do think we'll start to see improvement. Is there anything... incentive. People want to get this fixed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is there any incentive in the uh, legislation that's being talked about right now? And by the way, is there a bill number to this? I should have asked that first. The... Policy bill is four thousand two. Four thousand two. Bill, I don't. Yeah, four thousand two. The dash twenty four amendment. Okay. So there's been a lot of amendments written and offered. Kevin Mannix, that Representative Mannix, has ten amendments that he's going to offer in the committee tonight that he thinks will make the bill even better. Um, and I suspect that those will all get voted down, but he or he may not even get the opportunity to offer them, but. Um, that 4002 is the bill number. All right. I will uh, keep an eye on that and uh, plug it into my watching program over at Allis. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to uh, touch on about this, is there anything in 4002 that helps enable communities to get a better handle on 
for lack of a better term, and I like to use this because it's very descriptive, the nonprofit rackets that masquerade as drug treatment, but it's really about enabling. I'm thinking of, uh, you know, the, the stab and wagons that have come under criticism for people that are saying they're not really helping get people off of drugs. Is there anything about that? I know that City of Grants Pass actually is looking at some legislation or local ordinances that they can get some control of this. I'm just wondering if the state sees the problem. I don't know yet. Um, we call them, by the way, we call them for-profit, non-profit. Um, <laughs> that's, that's our clever way to describe those. And we're waiting to see what the actual money, the budget bill that will accompany 4002. I am concerned. I am concerned. And there's there's both sides of that. A lot of our help that is available currently is peer support, which is not the same thing as what they call harms reduction, which is the needles and the pipes. Right. Um, I, I'm worried about that, but also... I don't think that this bill, 4002, is the absolute complete solution to the whole problem. But it is a start by making it a crime again. Like, that's step one. We have to have it a crime. Then we can see what happens. We're definitely pushing from our caucus to make sure that the money goes at least to peer support and to known behavioral health entities that know how to treat this. There's also going to be quite a lot of money put into what's called MAT, medically assisted treatment, which the idea is if you do choose jail, if you do choose not to take treatment but to go to jail, we can still do – it's a type of – methadone is not the actual drug. I can't pronounce the name of the other drug, but it's a type of methadone, Mm -hmm. which has to be titrated certain amount that has to go up every day. So while you're incarcerated is actually a great time to use a medically assisted treatment. I know that's going to get funded. So there's going to be lots and various ways of doing treatment. So hopefully the money, we're going to work hard to make sure the bulk of the money goes there. Yeah, well, I'm hoping longer term that we get a chance to yank the chains. I have uh, t- I have tired of such stories in which uh, Nonprofit or for-profit nonprofits more or less uh, assume that they are entitled to not only dictate policy in the way things get, are going to work here in Southwest Oregon, but also they are entitled to get the money from us to do it, and otherwise we sue. You know, I'm getting really irritated at these kind of movements these days. Oh, me too. Oh, I am too. You know, but you also all, politics is the art of the possible. We're going to do what's possible. I, I there were a lot of us who didn't think we would get this special drug crime at the beginning of session. I knew that was the direction we should go, but I wasn't sure we'd get there. It's a lot more than I ever thought we'd get. Yeah, well, I'm thinking that even that it. even the most progressive of the Democrats right now, the so-called progressives, uh, realize that there is just such disorder that uh, it's sharpening their minds because I think that even they would look at their political futures as in doubt, even from their own districts. I, you can't help but think that's the only thing that, that changed it this time uh, around. I can... Um, not the most progressive. I still, I still believe the most progressive will vote now. But, um, oh. you're, but you're right. They're definitely the the ones who could be talked to, the ones who could be reasoned with. Definitely have come come along. Yes. Okay. The ones but that are still a handful. Yeah, the ones that still have a sense of a, a sense of critical thinking. Good. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll take we'll take the uh, real progress wherever we can find that. Now. Yep. 
There's another story I wanted to uh, touch into, and I was reading this in The Oregonian on Friday, about uh, the lawmakers uh, pushing Oregon campaign finance in the next couple of weeks. And I didn't even know campaign finance was on the uh, on, on the radar, really, until hearing about this. I knew there was talk of a, a state of a state ballot measure that wanted to crack down on it, but House Bill 4024. And when I see something right now which talks about the public employee unions and the businesses being in favor, I smell a rat. I, I see this situation where, okay, we're going to make it tough for individuals, but we're, but we're going to allow the union rackets to, uh, especially the public employee, SEIU is not going to uh, stop being able to buy uh, politicians, and uh, the teachers' union is not going to be able to stop. Uh, it will not be stopped. Uh, where am I wrong on this? And give me your take on 4024. I will give you my take. I'll give you another um, cliche first. Politics politics makes strange bedfellows. Okay. Sometimes. Yes. So there's that. So don't forget that. That is true. Um, the initiative petition, IP19, that is floating around out there, and I cannot remember the name of the congressman whose foundation, not congressman, congressional candidate Um, His foundation is actually funding the effort, which is ironic because he was a Republican. But Mm -hmm. that initiative petition, because of the Citizens United case, super PACs can't be outlawed. So what would happen if that IP gets passed by the voters, and it's highly likely that it would if it makes it to the ballot, is that super PACs would actually be buying the candidates. They would be buying the ads. That we call it independence, which is obviously the it it doesn't strike you as the right word at first, and then it does. The individual candidates wouldn't be able to raise enough money to buy enough ads in the crowded marketplace, especially during a presidential race. If and to buy, they wouldn't have enough money in their own packs to buy the ads, meaning that other packs like the unions or layers of other packs. Super PACs would be buying the messaging for the individual candidates. That would make it actually worse. I think it's bad that, now, wouldn't that make it right? worse? Right? Way worse. Yes. <laughs> if you think it's bad now, that will make it much worse. And so that is why both business and unions feel very threatened by IP19 and came together. Politics makes strange bedfellows and have done a moderated version that they hope will satisfy the petitioners to be, quote, good enough to make them go away. It will still put some serious limits on individuals being able to raise money for their own campaigns, and it will still shove a lot of the messaging to super PACs. But you see, to me, that's the worst way to be going, that one way or the other, 4024 is bad, IP19 worse. And you you, you get to the point where Money is the mother's milk of politics, and to have it all being controlled essentially by unions and or business interests, I don't think is in anyone's interest. I agree with you. And yet, that's because of the petition. I mean, it's the threat of a ballot measure that has gotten the Democrats to the table on Measure 110 reform. So uh-huh. that threat of a ballot measure is real. I hear that in Washington state, there's somebody who's got like 10 ballot petitions that are all pretty, people are starting to think about using the petition process in some very creative ways. And it is 
it really does get the legislature's attention. And that's what's happened with this bill. And that's interesting. It's like, well, we're going to threaten a ballot measure, not because we think the ballot measure would necessarily pass, but to pressure the legislatures to do something, at least in the direction of what the uh, measure. That's interesting. Correct. All right. Very interesting. Yep. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm really concerned about this because, uh, you know, essentially the state of Oregon, would you agree that for the most part, the state of Oregon is run by public employee unions? Would you agree with me on that statement? I would agree with you on that statement. Okay. Everybody knows it. So this is not really, you know, much. In fact, I I think that uh, public employee unions would really, uh, would really brag, you know, about this. My concern is, how do you get any kind of honest negotiation on contracts? How do you get an honest government when uh, nobody will do anything against the uh, people who put you in office? I mean, it's it's just human nature, isn't it not? Or is it not? No, it's a little bit of that, and it's a little bit of they all are true believers, or, you know, a a lot, not all. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of people that what the unions want, they believe in, and... There's so many more Democrats registered in this state, although still more non-affiliated voters, that um, it is hard to get a foothold for us Republicans. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, that's uh, going to be a big challenge. So 4024 is not necessarily going to help. By the way, the limits in 4024, like you, you talked about it, it's really about the birth of even bigger influence of super PACs, political action committees. Yes. Could we as individuals donate as much as we want to super PACs? Yes. Uh, well, I, I say that, but I'm not. There still may be some limits. But what there isn't a limit to is how many super PACs there are. Uh-huh. And, and the restrictions are on the PAC working with the candidate directly, but I don't think there's restrictions on the super PACs working together. So, in, in other words, it'll be nonstop. A super PAC will essentially be there with nonstop attack ads against the opponent, right? That kind of thing. It could, it could, it, yes. Uh, that, it could be, you would have no control as the candidate. So it would, there's a lot of that that goes on anyway, as you know, but yeah. I, it would ratchet up pretty significantly if the money isn't being directed because it can't be to the candidates. Now, there's just limits. Ideally, and the, the idealism of the petition is that lots and lots and lots of small dollar donations would be made. Uh-huh. But that takes tremendous resources to get your message out to the people who are going to give you 5 or $25. And that's certainly not going to be so done. It's not going to be happening at the individual candidate level. You're not going to be getting that. Right. Yeah. Right. There's not really the proper incentive and the right structure, the right financial structure to incentivize you to go for those $25 donations because it costs a lot of money to send letters. And so, and if you're on something like WinRed, let's say, I know that a lot of Republicans, is WinRed's nationally, I think, right? Does that work for state candidates too? I don't know. Yes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 WinRed right. takes, it takes a big chunk of that, right? It's what you're talking about. The small dollar donations uh, are, are very expensive to get because WinRed takes yeah. a big uh, chunk out of that. And that's why I've continued to try to say that if you support somebody, you'd be best to be writing checks directly, but that'll be limited under House Bill 4024 to uh, $3,000, right? Yes, right. That's right. 
So mm-hmm. small dollar donations aren't limited, but large and you know above, I think it is three thousand is is limited. So, so above, yeah, above three thousand, you have to be either big business or a super PAC or a union funding super PACs. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gosh. I don't think it's. I don't think either plan is better than what we have now. No matter what you think of what we have now, I don't think either one of those plans is better. Is forty twenty four on a track to getting passed though? What do you think? I'm not. Sh- uh, I'm not sure. You're I a vote that, counter. Uh, you know, you're a vote counter. You talked about a, that. I am a vote counter, <laughs> and um, I will. I just haven't been. I you know the weekend. It was the weekend, so I don't. I haven't been. There was a bill we passed last week I thought was going to die, and it passed anyway. So I'm not always right, but I don't I don't count the Democrat votes. I only count the Republican votes. Got I mean, it. I work on the Democrat votes, but I'm <laughs> guessing mostly on the Democrat votes. So um, I know that there is tremendous interest on both sides to get it passed, and so I will see. I don't if, know yet. If there's tremendous interest in getting it passed, chances are it will then. Now, is there interest in actually having a stick with standard time? I know that survived the Senate, even though after a, a bit of a split there. What, uh, what, what do you think is the fate of standard time, the standard time only bill in the House? The fact that they did manage to keep it bouncing along, you know, that there was enough interest to do that, there, there are some people who are complaining about it. This is my favorite line from the sponsor of the bill. Well, first of all, she calls it ditch the switch, which I love mm-hmm. because the switch is bad for people. And second, she says, you're going to have the same number of hours of daylight in the summer. It's just going to say a different number on the clock. And I thought, that's a very good point. So I people talk about it a lot. I the amendment that kept it alive says that as soon as California and Washington do it, it will trigger. It won't be automatic. Mm-hmm. I think California has a, a, their law says the same thing. As soon as Oregon and Washington do it, then theirs will trigger. So I think it'll be up to Washington whether we get it or not. <laughs> okay. State, not Washington, not the Washington D.C. Yeah, so. that's pretty interesting. I had a listener that wrote yeah. me this morning, uh, State Rep. Kim Wallen. That I thought was interesting, made a good point that, uh, hey, you know, with standard time, you'd be able to do the fireworks at 830 at night on July 4th. So I was like, okay, there's an upside to it. You don't have to stay up real late yeah. for it. All right. Right. We still have the same number of hours of daylight. It's still going to be Southern Oregon and the same, the same sun. So, um, And we will I live. I am in favor of it. We, and we will live. We I will live. In favor uh, of it. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I, because I do think the switch... Switching is really just not healthy for people. You'll see statistically there are more deaths clustered around the um, the switch each both times in the year. It's just if people get sick, it's just not healthy for people. So right. I actually think we should stick with one time zone. You got it. All right. I appreciate that. We'll talk next Monday, too, all right, as we get ready to yeah. wrap this up Sounds the next good. couple of weeks. Thank you, uh, Representative Wallen. Good having you on. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. State Rep. Kim Wallen. House District 6, Medford, 8 o'clock. This is KMED, KMED HD1, Eagle Point, Medford, KCMD, Grants Pass, Translator K294AS, Ashland.